Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by... Pierce. Hey, guys. And tonight we're going to talk about something we haven't talked about at all yet. In, Surprisingly. And, you know, we, we've had over 30 episodes at this point, and this is a big thing in both of our lives, or at least in my life, one of the most important things to me. I, I would say f- definitely for you. Definitely more for oh, you. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying for you, but for, for me. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I wish this was an episode we could have Dave on, too, because that would be a big part for him as well. Yeah, we tried to get him in tonight. He was not available, but... Music. Yeah. Music is huge for me. I, I've said many times, with not a hint of irony, that after a working engine, there are only two things I need in a car. Working air conditioning, because I'm a big guy, uh, and a working sound system. It doesn't have to be a great sound system. It doesn't have to have some giant speaker in the trunk. I don't have that in my car. <laughs> in fact, even my uh, my balance, left-to-right balance, is off and has been for a long time. Is that the thing that I fixed by hitting it? You kind of fixed it. Like, it's okay. better now. But I need a working engine, and then right behind that, I need air conditioning and a working sound system. Because if I have to drive a long distance or do really anything in my life without yeah. music, I would go insane. Or podcasts or something. But I was about to say, podcasts, yeah, especially when I have to drive a long distance. Yeah, podcasts. Yeah, I'll listen to an album and then a podcast, or a podcast and then an album. I'll, I'll mix it up. Yeah. But so music is huge in my life. I've been in bands. I guess that's one place we have to mention. Well, saying so... Yeah, uh, well, and a number of others, but yeah, I've been in bands, I've played at my parents' church, drums and stuff, yeah. a few times, well, it was more than a few times, actually, it's just been years, I've been to, not a ton of concerts, but the ones I have been have been more like festival type concerts, Okay, I've only actually played in one non-church concert, and music in general, I love all different kinds of music, there are very few types of music that I would say blanket, I do not like. And even within that, there are exceptions. It might not be something I listen to all the time, but I will find something I like in a genre of music. And, and I don't have, I know I'm rambling here, yeah. I don't have guilty pleasures. If I like something, I like something. And it has, and it's not just a music thing, that's a movie thing and a TV thing. Mm-hmm. If I don't like it, I don't like it. But if I like it, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I won't admit to it. I don't care. The, the new Miley Cyrus song, actually, both of her newest songs, the Wrecking Ball one and the... Uh, we do what we want or whatever. I like both of those songs. Uh, honestly, I've only heard covers of Wrecking Ball, but... I don't know if I've heard a cover of Wrecking Ball. I heard an acoustic cover that was actually really You'll good. You'll have to check out... I saw last night the director's cut of the music video, which the regular cut is very good. It's also very naked. Um, yeah, but the, I, yeah. the director's cut is not, and it's it's one continuous shot. I know this is a complete I like bar, things that are one continuous shots. Yes, it's just a closely framed... Shot of her face because most of the there's that shot they cut back and forth to in the regular video of her okay. crying and singing. Yeah, again, it's, never seen it, but okay. It's the whole video is this shot, and I'm making a, a square motion on my face <laughs> of her crying and singing to this music, and it's weirdly affecting. Like it's, I thought it was really good. Interesting. I don't care what everybody else thinks about that. So what, what for you? What types of music do you like? Do you have guilty pleasures? Are there large swaths of music that you don't like or do like, regardless of who's doing it or? I, I kind of bounced, really, I feel like, between three types of music. Uh, now, are we, are we saying types as specific as genre, or a little bit broader than... I would, say, I would say genre. Okay. Um, there's two I always go back on, and that would be... Uh, like, right now, I'm in my, my dubstep cycle. I'm still sticking with it. A lot of people have moved on to other things, but I'm still really sticking with uh, dubstep and just... Uh, I love brutal bass. Like I have, I would say, a pretty solid sound system in my Jeep. Yeah, you do. Um, and you know, with enough bass that you know you can feel it. So enough to be annoying. Enough, yeah, enough to be that guy when you know you're driving and you hear another car. <laughs> and that car is made out of plastic. Well, that's the thing. Like it's not even Thin that plastic, loud. Like uh, you know, soft plastic. Exactly. You know. It's not that loud, but it just carries out of my car. But so that that's a, that's a big one for me. I have a lot of that on my Zoom because I'm that guy too. Yeah, we should talk about that at some point in this episode. Uh, but yeah, so that and then really big on folk and folk styles. So folk punk, folk rock, you know, stuff like that. Uh, for the longest time, Flog Molly has been my favorite band. 
that was actually really frustrating for for a long period of time because every time I would want to go see Flog and Molly, I would be in the place they're not. So one time they were supposed to be in Jersey, and I was in Ohio. And our friends Dave and Russ went without me. And, like, they got to meet people in the band and stuff, I feel like, too, if I remember correctly. Really? All this that. stuff. Like, great. Okay, cool. And then the next time, I was in Jersey. Oh, and they were in Ohio. And it was the weekend I had planned to go out, and I canceled it. So that was also fun. But uh, I finally actually got to, to see them, uh, was it last year, I think it was, when Dave, Russ, and I went. And uh, then we hit the casino, and then we went to Waffle House. So that was a fun, fun adventure there. So, yeah, so Folk would be my second one. And then I guess you... Could go with and, and still you're saying <clears throat> more rockier, or punkier or folk, not, exactly. not traditional <clears throat> folk. Oh, but I also love traditional folk. So I mean, what I like is kind of a blending of all three because I love traditional folk, as in what's the big one right now, Mumford and Sons. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that's necessarily traditional folk, but but it's also close, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, close exactly. To and even mind, if you yeah. want to go into real traditional folk, you know, anything with a banjo or a mandolin in it, you know, I adore the Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Yeah, that's a great soundtrack. <clears throat> exactly, and so like I love that. So I, I love anything of that style, but then also anything with rock and rock aspect. Like, I'm just getting out of a huge cake kick, uh, which is actually really annoying to try to mouth the words for that. But yeah. um, And I'm going to have to lower the volume of both in the final edit of the file. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I actually really love cake. I love kind of, I guess, more of the indie rock kind of feel to that. Uh, or any of the, the bands that I guess would be more along the lines of Mother and Sons, like of Monsters and Men. You know, that kind of stuff. That would be maybe a little bit more low-key. Um, Cage the Elephant. <clears throat> oh, oh yeah. I forgot how much I love Cage the Elephant. And they actually have a new CD dropping in like two days. <laughs> um, and I really want it. <clears throat> but anyway. So yeah, anything that would be a little bit more offbeat. Uh, the Fratellis, which I believe their their song, Chelsea Dagger, is the opening to the show The League, if I remember correctly. I believe Or it is, is so very similar. I'm, I know like nothing about <clears throat> them, but I have yeah. heard that before. I think from you or Dave or uh, something. Yeah. And they're like indie, they're like Scottish indie punk, so I guess indie would probably be more over the rock term in that, but yeah, so that would be my... Yeah, in, indie's one of those terms that means It's nothing. so ambivalent, yeah, <laughs> yeah, ambiguous. It's yeah. kind of like alternative at this point. Exactly. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, um, although I would say alternative, at least when it started, had a meaning, now it doesn't, now whereas... Doesn't. Indie means independent. Well, indie, <laughs> indie, I think definitely has um, had a meaning. I think less now, but I think you could say the of monsters and men. Well, I would say now <clears throat> people try to ascribe more meaning than it ever had before. Whereas before it was just something off the beaten path. That's and fair. now they try. Now people try to say like it, me- it means a certain sound, which it doesn't. That's that's fair, uh, or at least in my opinion. Yeah. You know. And so, I have nothing against oh, yeah, indie yeah. movies, books, uh, music, video games, anything. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, the, the term is cumbersome when it comes to describing things. Yeah. So those would be my my real wheelhouses. I don't step outside of them often. Not really for, you know, these, I like the best things and everything else wrong. Just, <laughs> you know, I've listened to other things like the majority of what they play on the radio, I guess, would be probably like more the hip hop be well, it depends what station you're to. What, yeah, whatever the pop, pop 40 is. Yeah. And, you, know. you know, I've never really been interested in that stuff. I don't really have guilty pleasures. No, that's a complete lie because I like Kesha, so that's absolutely <laughs> a lie. Uh, now that I realize that. But yeah, so I, you know, I have a couple guilty pleasures in that. And uh, I think I can, you know, safely say I'm just probably saying for you symphonic music uh, scores and whatnot. But I mean, it <clears> depends <throat> on the score for me. But sure, there are yeah. quite a few scores I like. Yeah, and that's more for if I'm reading, if I'm, you know, working on a project kind of thing, I'll throw that on in the background. Sure, so, sure. So, that would be kind of my wheelhouse. So You mentioned the radio. Do you listen to the radio at all, or? Uh, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday at work, unfortunately. <laughs> so Okay, that's fair. My last job, um, the radio was on quite a bit. In our office where we were was not exactly far away from cities or anything. In fact, I mean, we're, right now we're at my house and we're yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. P- Pierce made the, the note with driving over here. Oh, yeah, 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 So apparently when people flash their lights at you out here in the middle of nowhere, it doesn't mean there's cops, although it can. I should, oh, I should yeah, yeah. tell you that. Um, it means deer. It means deer. And that's something I knew, like, but I, because I lived in Ohio for a couple of years, but I had completely forgotten by this point in time. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of deer out here. So my office was much closer to civilization than 
where we are right now. That said, the radio reception was terrible. So we got like one station. Oh, really? It was one of those 10 FM style. I don't know if it actually okay. was, but one of those, we play whatever we want, which means <laughs> we play top 40, mm-hmm. the biggest top 40 hits from the 70s through the through current, okay. basically. Um, it means we play whatever has been popular in the last 40 years, which is fine. I have no yeah, problem yeah. with that. I did have a problem with it, despite the fact that theoretically that gives you a very wide variety of songs mm-hmm. you can play. You still heard the exact same songs every day, almost at the same time. Yeah. Like, I love the song Rosanna by Toto, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but when you hear it every day at the same time, it gets weird and Pavlovian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, for me, like I said, I, I, I don't have guilty pleasures. If I like music, I like it. If I don't, I don't. My problem with the radio primarily, well, there's two main problems, I should say, but primarily it's commercials. Oh, we're going to play three songs, and then there's going to be 20 minutes of commercials. And there, and I actually have to, like, white-knuckle sometimes with the commercials that are on the radio. Because it's just like, oh, we can't visually represent what we're talking about. So we're just going to talk crazy. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Must be 18 or older to apply. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, but the second thing is just the lack of choice. Like, for yeah. me, when I listen to the radio, like, I'm not, when I watch TV, I'm not really a... Uh, channel surfer. I don't flip channels constantly, usually, unless I like literally can't find anything I want to yeah. watch. But with the radio, I definitely am because the song I was I like ends. Another song I don't like comes on. I'm immediately you know seeking for the next station. Okay. You couldn't do that where we were. There was literally that one station at work, and so it's just hearing the same songs. I, mean, I, I take that back. I think you could get that station and a religious station. It wasn't even like a religious uh, music station most of the time. It was talk. Like yeah. The, yeah, the sermons and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we weren't going to be listening yeah, I was about to that. To say, that doesn't sound... Um, yeah. thank, thankfully, we were not listening to that, but... See, so that, I, that, yeah. gets, that gets annoying to me. See, I live... No choice, and you, you have to just listen to whatever they play, yeah. and then the commercials. Yeah, I, I mean, I work in in Haddonfield, uh, which is right outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, so you get and, all the Philly stations. Exactly. So it's the Philly stations, and, and when I first transferred there, my manager, you know, uh, he's probably, yeah, he's early 30s, and he and the owner would always have the classic rock station on. Well, when I started to open more, I'd put it on, you know, the, I guess you call it the indie, the 104.5, I don't know what you would really call that. I, I don't listen to the radio okay. under my own volition ever, so I have okay. no idea what any station uh, So it, that is, that's more like Imagine Dragons and uh, like a, a Mumford and Son of Monsters and Man, Cage, you know, uh, so it's a wide, I mean, I wouldn't say wide variety, like um, Muse, stuff like that, but they have, what I miss about the classic rock station is, I should say that we, uh, we kind of... When I started switching, my manager was like, oh, I like this stuff. And this is the stuff my band plays, so we're going to listen to this now. And so we started to listen to that. We kind of missed the classic rock station because while the classic rock station, you know, was the older stuff, it had so much to draw from, kind of what you were mentioning before, we didn't have the problem of hearing the same song over and over and over again. <clears throat> you know, you have so much to draw from in Queen's whole body of work, from the Stones' yeah. whole body you of work. You could have a radio station that's just Queen and not repeat yourself I mean, I'd still, I guess you'd still have to repeat yourself once a day, but you could really mix it up. Exactly, you know, and so, like, there's so much more to draw from there, as opposed to Radio 104.5, which is, has this blight problem where they'll pick, like, two songs, and they'll make sure they play both of those songs, like, five times in a day. You know, so it's almost every hour you hear this song, and, uh, yeah, I know you and I have talked about this song before, Same Love. Oh, I like that song, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, regardless, well I, like, I don't actually remember the song. I like the message. I don't really remember the song. Regardless of your views on that, in any way, shape, or form, when you hear that song five or six times a day, it's a song that you never want to listen to again. Well, and you I, I totally it. understand that. Yeah. yeah, you know, so like, like they did that, and then uh, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons, and that was like for a month. That was they played that five times a day every day, and my manager and I wanted to kill something. <laughs> like it was, it was so frustrating. The smart thing we should do, and this is what they do at the store in, in uh, the old store that I used to work at, they actually switched from the radio, because for the same problem with the same radio station, to Pandora. It was the absolute right decision to do, because now, you know, as Pandora has less commercials and are less annoying, you know, and actually has a broader pool of music, but I think that's, you know, sliding into a different conversation Sorry. there. Yeah, I've never really used Pandora. Nothing against it, it's just... For me, and this is a whole other subject we can get into, I'm an album listener. I'm, I'm very old school okay. that way. Not just in the fact that I do like a lot of older music. I don't want to say older 60s, 70s, 80s. But not only do I like older music, I, I'm firmly of the last generation in that when I listen to music, generally, not all yeah. but generally, I listen from the first track of an album 
through to the last track of the album. Okay. Unless I get stopped early. Or, yeah, or yeah, I yeah. Really, sometimes if I really don't like a song, I'll skip it or something yeah. like that. But You listen to the entirety I'm of it. I'm an album listener. I totally yeah. get why people want to listen to pick and choose and listen to the songs they like, but for me... It's all about that album experience. I can I can definitely understand that. Um, I still buy my music digitally. Yeah. It's not like oh, I need the actual out, the the liner notes and all that stuff. But for the listening experience, and some of that is because a lot of albums I listen to tend to have either story components that go through the whole album, like concept albums, yeah. or it's just you know, there's a musical ebb and flow. There's a tonal shift that happens with highs and lows that. You miss out on if you only listen to this song and then that song and then a different band. I mean, you can yeah. you can recreate your own version of that, you know, if you want to put the time into it. But for me, I kind of like to hear what the art, the artist put in there. Yeah. And on top of that, I I never use shuffle. Like shuffle for me is just something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Never. I don't use whether it be artist shuffle or just full uh, full out full library shuffle. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because I have quite a few audiobooks and such and podcasts and and my, <laughs> my things, so it get very odd. Yeah, you're, you're trying to listen to yeah some uh, some heavy metal and then be like chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> but so that that's just I, I'm not a sh- I'm not of the shuffle generation. I'm not of the just singles and and I I mean I am part of the iTunes generation and how I buy my music. Oh yeah, and how I listen. And, how, and I agree. Like I think I think you're right in that it's kind of like a a last generation thing. Like I still have uh, you know our, like our friend Nick. He still likes to listen to an album all the way through. The first time I get it, I, I agree. And with he's you. a musician. As yeah, exactly. That could be a musician thing. I, I think that makes sense because you you see that as the artistic medium and not just you know a song to be enjoyed. Um, and, and, and I still enjoy the music. I know oh, oh, yeah, I know no, you're no, not yeah, saying yeah. I don't, but you know it, it's for me. It's all about experiencing and enjoying that album and not that song. Yeah, usually. The, well, the first time I get a CD, I will do that. Less and less, I would say, because I've. I find myself getting less and less albums, not because, you know, I buy an individual song here or there. I've just kind of settled more into, you know, what I have, and not that I'm not willing to explore more, but, you know, if someone comes along, I'll check out the whole album, but I just, that's been happening less and less. No, and, you know, that's a good point, and I do the same thing, and I think that's very normal. I mean, you think about it, there's a reason oldie stations stations exist. It's because people stop seeking out new music about the time they turn 25, which you are 24. So there you go. And I'm 26. Um, Good thing I found dubstep in time. (laughs) And and I'm the same way as you. I will, will, if someone goes, oh, you got to hear this, I'll check it out. I will still keep vaguely abreast of what's top 40, not like to the extent I used to, but, you know, I brought a lot of these songs before. I'm familiar with them. Sometimes I like some, sometimes I don't with top 40, but... I did a lot of musical exploration over the last 10 years, and at this point, I've kind of settled for what I've got. Now, to be fair, my music library is over 26,000 songs. Translate that in gigs for me here. Well, it's all on my external hard drive, which is a 2-terabyte hard drive. Okay, so that's, yeah. Um, It's not full, but it's... I know in terms of days, it's like into the months, I think, in terms okay, of music. Okay, that's a lot. <clears throat> but from every possible genre, I mean, I could listen to all this stuff over and over and over again, and I don't really seek out new things. I will buy, if it's a band I like, I will pick up their new album when it comes out. Usually yeah. sight unseen, I'll just, you know, buy it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's rare these days that I will seek out a new band or album. Occasionally I do, like uh, Five Finger Death Punch had... One of their most recent, their most recent album, or their second most recent album, on sale on Google Play um, a couple weeks back for three bucks. Picked it up, loved it. Yeah, I will occasionally do things like that, but for the most part, I've settled. Yeah, and I don't think that's really a negative necessarily either because I'm not closed off to anything exactly. new. It's just this is what you like, and that's yeah. That. But I've got <laughs> such a wide library, <laughs> you know, I don't really need more stuff. I was about to say you do have such an extensive. Yeah, going back real quick to the you know saying the kind of old generations. Uh, I'm motioning with my hands here, and none of you can see it. Um, way of listening to a whole album as opposed to just the you know individual songs. I like to think I'm a little bit in between. Like I think about my sister. Hi, Aaron. I cannot stand to drive with her uh, <laughs> picking the music because it's this constant like oh listen to thirty seconds of that song next listen to thirty seconds of that song next. Listen. Well, that's me if I'm listening to the radio. Because it's just, do I like this song? Mm, yeah, no. no. <laughs> Next station, you know. But See, not I'm, I'm like, pick a bloody song, okay? Please, thank you. It's so frustrating. Even if it's not like my favorite song in the world, I'm like, oh, I can dig this song. I'll stick through it. But uh, that's the way I am with my MP3 player, where, you know, my wonderful Zune, probably the last Zune I'll ever own, sadly. 
basically probably the last Zune ever owned. Yeah, I would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no, there's probably like the last bastion of, of us somewhere on the internet. But uh, uh, basically, um, you know, I'll listen to a full song or a couple songs from an album, move on to a next album or a next artist. So I'm kind of in between on that one. So. Yeah. Well, you brought it up, so let's let's go into it. What you, this is not your first soon. It's like it's my least, third or fourth. Okay, I knew it was at least your second because you had broken the last one. Yeah, um, the screen cracked or whatever. You are literally, and I, I don't say this to make fun of you, although I no, do yeah, occasionally yeah. make fun of you for the Zune. I make fun of myself for it. Yeah, you are literally the only Zune owner, as far as I know, that I know. Yeah, your Zune and I, the, the current one and the one you had before that. Yeah, I'm gonna I want to call it one Zune because <laughs> it was the same model. Yeah, just replacing. Well, I mean, I did have the original Zune too, but I'm saying of the ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Your Zune is the only Zune I have ever seen really? outside of, like, a Target display case yeah, or something, yeah. or a commercial. It is literally the only Zune I have ever come into contact with in real life. Period. <laughs> and I don't say that to make fun of you. I just say it to be like, it's weird. And no, no, not yeah. weird that you like it. If you like it, great. I don't personally like the layout. The, the only like other that, time but... I have ever met another Zune owner, like, yeah, some of my... Some of the webcomics I read, I know that a couple of them had a Zune for a while. Uh, but the only actual other physical person I've ever met with a Zune, I met in a in the Ukraine. I had to go <laughs> to a different country to find someone with a Zune, okay? So, yeah, it was, yeah. <clears throat> uh, point being, yes, I have owned multiple Zunes. I had, um, I had the original Zune, uh, which looked pretty much just like the classic iPod. Didn't have a wheel, just kind of had an up and down. Uh, my, it had like a plus almost on it, right? Or did it just have that, I, I, now I'm gesturing where yeah. people can't see, but just like a, <laughs> almost like a, um, a, a USB thumb drive shape on the front, that, that was your control? Uh, yeah, no, it was, it looked more just like a one button, but it was also a scroll. It did have a plus or minus on either side. Uh, my dad actually had one too. They came in different colors, you could actually get engravings on the back, and so his You can iPods. Okay, but oh, yeah. like, it was like a full art engraving on the back i don't think you could do that okay i don't know um but hey so anyway you know my dad had one mine bricked it actually those the original zoom bricked pretty easily which was unfortunate uh i got another one that one bricked that was actually probably russ's fault in hindsight <laughs> um and then so yeah last one was the zoom hd which they you know made it the touch screen they revamped it it's small it's it's smaller than an ipod touch yeah it's um, it's I'd say slightly wider than in, than the tall versions of the iPod Mini. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's a full Mini. Yeah, it's like the Mini except it's a full screen. It's it's about the size of an iPhone four in terms of height, but it's three quarters of an inch skinnier. Yeah, and very thin too. Um, uh, yeah, probably about the same thickness as maybe slightly thinner than an iPhone four. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, yeah, because it's not it's not a yeah. phone. It's not exactly. Movie. And so you know, uh, I broke the first one, and this is you know they went out of, I, I guess out of business. They stopped making them. Well, Microsoft is still around. Well, yeah, they just but, discontinued the product yeah, line because uh, the only other person who has one is in the Ukraine. Is in the Ukraine. Uh, but uh, yeah, so basically, uh, this will probably be the last Zoom I ever have, and and. A lot of people really love them. Like people actually have designed, and what I'm, it's what I'm going to do uh, whenever this soon, you know, ends up not working, is because a lot of people just kind of use their phones these days. They just load mm-hmm. it on a, a SIM card. They actually have a music user interface that is the HD interface because a lot of people love that so much. Really? Because I mean, I've, I've only used your Zune a few times. Like when yeah, you're driving. And, yeah, I'm driving. I can't stand it. Well, why can't you stand it? Just out of curiosity. It's just it's. To me, and granted, this could just be because I haven't used it a ton, but I find it very counterintuitive, like trying to figure out how to go back or forward, or I'm trying to turn up the volume and it does something and it changes the track, or, and granted, I'm fully aware of this partially because I'm just not familiar yeah. with the with the UI, the user interface, but it still just seemed very counterintuitive to me and strange. See, I'm I'm that way about the iOS. And, and overly muddled. Like, there was just a lot going on in terms of the... Like, when you in the music part, at least, because that's the yeah. only thing I really use. I don't know what other stuff it has, uh, aside from an FM tuner, because that was a thing. <laughs> um, it's just, it, there's a lot going on where it's trying to show you the album art and the track information, and it just becomes a mess, and trying to figure out where do I hit on this screen to make it do what I want it to do was confusing. You see, I had that problem with the original uh, iPod, like the classic. Uh, like before the click wheel? 
No, with the click wheel. Well, that's not the classic, but... Oh, I mean, that is the iPod that Classic, is, but that's yeah. not the original. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, you and Nick both have, like, the 120, and, like, every time I have to use yours or his, I'm like... 160. He might have a 120. Whatever. They, it's just, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why Why is pressing menu doing this, and how do I pause this, and how do I lock the screen? Like, none of it makes sense to me. Like, Well, the, for the pause, you would hit the button with the universal pause symbol. No, but, but see, the thing is, though, like, how do I make the screen blank without locking it, without... Because, like, I don't know how to blank the screen is basically what it comes down to. I don't like using it. Just touch the top, the, the screen button. I'm never mind. <laughs> anyway, so, but, I mean, but that, they have, like... It is, the iPod Classic click wheel or yeah. pre-click wheel is certainly less intuitive than, say, an iOS music app design. We, and that makes more sense. Like, but I have an also, iPad and so... It's also not, I don't think it's as confusing as you make it out to be. Like, menu is always back and... You know, the, the center button is always select, and then the other things are next track, track before it, and and play, and yeah. play pause. So that's probably one of yeah. the wheel though is kind of cumbersome, but it was yeah. also kind of brilliant when it was at the time. At the it's time, just now we have much better options. Exactly, now we can actually touch a screen, and you know that, that's better. So I think that's. I mean, we were kind of talking about music delivery systems there. Um, should we talk about? And this will be much more you because. I have almost nothing to contribute to this part of the conversation. Okay, I have no um, idea where we're going with this. I, it's a surprise. Can't no, just a shot to um, make a musical illusion. Yeah, no. Um, our musical abilities. Oh, so I sing not well. I mean, I'm maybe better than average, but I'm not. Well, I'm yeah. How about how about I throw out my comedic value here and to what little I can do musically, and then we'll, we'll actually get into a conversation about what you can do. Okay, go and, ahead. Yeah. So, all right. So, I was in choir for four years. Um, I didn't sing. I mouthed my way through choir for four Did years. You really? Yes. So I really can't sing, and I learned that very quickly. But uh, my best friend was actually best friends, I should say, were actually in that homeroom. Because we had our own separate homeroom where we would practice in the mornings and we didn't have to do the normal stuff. Um, and I liked that homeroom so much that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fake my way through this for the next several years. And it got me out of having to take an art class senior year and it, you know, let me hang out with my friends. And when we had concerts, we got to come in late and sometimes we even got days off. So it was it was really convenient. But yeah, I had no skill in it whatsoever. I tried playing different instruments. Uh, I wish I had stuck with the piano because that's actually one thing I really wish I could do now. Didn't do that. Guitar. Tried that a couple times. I believe your sister now owns mine. That's true. So, yeah, I actually had two guitars, an acoustic, which, like I said, uh, your sister owns, and an electric, which uh, John now owns. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember that or not. He might have sold it by now, but at least he bought that in the amp from me. And recently, I had a short foray, foray, foray into into, uh, the ukulele. That's Uh, right. I'd still have it. It's it's still. I haven't had too much time to play around with it, but I actually have invested more time with that instrument than any other instrument I've ever done. And what is it about the ukulele that really sparked your fancy? Uh, Besides the fact that it's fun to say, it, it is fun. I I like. Is that nothing against? No, yeah, no, no. I I like folky instruments. And so I've always wanted to play either the mandolin or the banjo. I would still love to play the banjo. I recognize... But you're like, they both have too many strings. Exactly. Like, Actually, I have no idea how many strings a banjo has. It might be six, it might be four. But do you go- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's four. So. It's four. Point being, I know I wouldn't have the self-discipline to actually learn the banjo and finger-picking and all that stuff. And So I pretty much was like, oh, well, what's an easy-to-learn instrument? The ukulele. And, conveniently, there's a ukulele salesman around the corner from work. Is that uh, true? Is, is it yes. like a shop that actually? It is a shop. It sells. It specialize. It's a pretty much guitar, violin, and uke shop. But the owner is like a uke fanatic. Like he does meetings and and stuff like that, and uh, uke circles. You know, instead of drum circles. And eh. he, he, this dude, this dude is like living the dream. All right, he has his own shop. You know, he's like the place people go to for music lessons. And during the day, he just sits outside with a newspaper and a cigar every day, gets a coffee across the street, and then just sits there reading the paper until, you know, children get out of school. That's his That's his entire day. I'm like, all right, all, all right. right. Rock on, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, he, he sold me the uke, and that's, yeah, like I said, the only instrument I've ever put any investment in. I, and I really, getting back to the why, it's just because... 
I like happy, upbeat music and things, and you really can't get much more upbeat than Somewhere Over the Rainbow and uh, stuff like that. See, so, you, you say upbeat for the ukulele, and for me, I think melancholy. Okay, now you're using technical musical terms that no, I don't no, no, understand. No, 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 just like kind of a somber... Like, I love Julia Nunes, who is a YouTube musician who has released a few albums, uh, two of which I own, maybe three. Love her stuff. Ukulele-based, and... Some of it quite sad. Oh, I think you can definitely do that, yeah. Even if there's happy moments, it really comes down. It's a very depressing album. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't be listening to them, but very good <laughs> stuff. So for me, I think of that more melancholy. Okay, see, I, I think, think more I think more like, uh, I'm trying to think of a popular example, I guess maybe um, Garfunkel and Oates. Um, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, something that's, you know, like, you know, head bombing, like, yay, happiness. Oh, wait, this song's actually really miserably sad. Because for me, even your first example was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And that's Isaiah... I can't remember his last name. But the big Samoan guy, yeah. I think he's Hawaiian, but he may be Samoan. I don't he know. is, yeah, well, yeah. Editor's note, the musician we were trying to think of was Israel Kamaka Viva Ole, and he was Hawaiian. Okay. He actually, I, and in researching the, the uke and everything, because uh, he, he was so large, he actually had to have a custom long neck uke made for him just so that he could play because his tiny arms... T-Rex style couldn't reach the... <laughs> I've got a breathing, tiny arms. Because um, for me, his version of that song, while beautiful, is very melancholy. It's very that's, sad. That's sounding. fair. That's actually very fair. Um, so, I don't know. That's just what I think of when it comes to ukulele. Yeah. But if, if you like the more happy stuff, like it's yeah. like Garfunkel and or, Oates, yeah, or the funny, Or you know? a... What's the one, two, three, four, five? The I Love You? I don't think I know that. <sighs> Shoot. I can't remember. Is it... It's not a Beatles song, is it? Like... I just remember it was from a album of the Muppets sing songs with famous singers, and it was like from like 20, 20 or thirty years ago. But that was uh, yeah. I don't think I know what you're referring to. Like I keep wanting to do one, two, three, four, five, but then my mind just goes into like Mama Number Five, and that's not what the direction. See, mine's going to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. 11, 12. Shoot, I'll have to try to look it up. But yeah, so the, the yeah, so a basic point. I like happy ukulele songs, and that's my only musical ability. Now, Jordan, you can actually do things musically. So, as I started to say before, I sing yeah. not exceptionally well, but maybe better than average. Um, I enjoy singing. Yeah. Better. I, I enjoy it more than I'm good at it. Okay. You're um, also not bad at screaming. What? You're not bad at screaming. I've heard you scream before. I think you're thinking of John or something, because I really don't do that. I remember you did it once or twice, I thought, when you were recording with John. <laughs> it's about what I can do, but I couldn't get the volume up on that. Oh, okay. No. You were recording with him one time, and I could have sworn that you were screaming at one point. I don't think so. Huh, okay. Then I'm just going crazy. I don't know. I, I don't think I did, but it's possible. I would have blown up my voice very quickly, though, which is why I don't really do it. Yeah, so I've sung in a number of bands all with the same yeah. group of people, pretty much. <laughs> I've talked about that in the Pod Lang Zion episode. Um, episode 7, I think it was. Anyway, I took, when I was 10, maybe, 10, 11, took a year of piano lessons. Hated it. Never wanted to do it in the first place, but my parents made me. I can play the, the 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 main Star Wars theme, just just very basic dun, dun, da, 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 that bit. I can maybe remember when the Saints go marching in. Maybe can can I, can I real quick tell a quick story about a piano? Real quick, sure. I just remember this. I when I was living out in Seattle, a friend of mine did music for games, and he and I would hang out often. I'm like, can you teach me piano? We sat down at the piano, actually was at, it was at the church, because they had a really nice piano, and he's like, alright, first we've got to talk about why you want to do this, you know, we can't just dive right into it, so what, what is it that makes you want to do this? I'm like, so I give him some reasons, you know, I want to learn and whatnot, and I'm like, you know, and it also doesn't hurt with the ladies, and he's like, nope, we're done here, because that's not a reason, and like, that was the end of that completely. I'm like, really, really, dude? Like, really? He then went and bought me lunch, but that's not the point of the conversation, so... Also, piano. Yeah, ladies, not guitar. Okay, I, yeah, well, because I I can't pull off that dude that sits there under a tree strumming the guitar. You also can't pull that off with a piano. No, you but you can make it out classy. Under a tree. <laughs> That's true. But I Are mean, you planning on picking up women primarily in old west saloons? Exactly. Well, no, that's <laughs> those those things play themselves. I don't need to worry about those ones. But. Uh, um. So your piano lessons, and like if I'm sitting in front of a keyboard or piano, I can noodle around with you know going back and forth between a C and a G chord. You, yeah, you know what a, things are. Yeah, and you know just play just kind of tonal stuff. Okay. Nothing, nothing impressive. 
but just enough to, so it at least doesn't sound like I'm just hitting random keys <laughs> for the most part. This one's white, and this one's black, and this one's white. For high school graduation, my parents bought me a drum kit, and I took lessons for three years, even farther into the middle of nowhere than we are right now. Well, kind of. It's kind of to the side. It's left of to the, the side of nowhere. Um, it's not really farther or Texas closer. left, or? <laughs> no, it's down in Yardville, I think. And so I'm decent at drums. I'm not great, but I'm decent. Um, and I haven't played in over a year now just because... Um, my drum set is stacked up, and I don't have any place to put it at the moment, which is unfortunate because I always enjoyed playing drums quite a bit. Yeah. And it was like the the only exercise I got for several years. <laughs> <laughs> I own a guitar. Mm-hmm. I am no good at playing it. Part of the problem is I'm left-handed. So with drums, I played drums for about a year right-handed. Okay. I would play open, which means when, when you play drums, you play with your left and arm, left and right arms crossed. Yeah. So your main hand, your your, your Lead hand is playing the hi-hat, for anybody who knows drums, and your secondary hand is playing the snare. When you play open, you're playing on a kit set up for a right-hander, but you're playing with your hands not crossed, and your main hand, which is in my case left, mm-hmm. is still hitting the, the hi-hat, and your you know, your secondary hand is hitting the snare, but they're just not crossed over each other because your hands are different. Yeah. So I played a year like that, and then after that I switched. I b- took my drum set down build it backwards, which actually doesn't take that much time, mm-hmm. and I, I switched to playing left-handed. The only really thing that changes is... Now, did you still play that open, or you played that? No, 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 then I played that close, okay. so my hands are still in the same position. Basically, I just had to switch what feet, feet I was using, Yeah. and the way you run down some of the toms is a little bit different, because your arms are crossing over each other differently, Okay. which actually means some things are easier to do, and some things are harder. I would imagine. I'm actually playing open on a, on a right-handed kit made it easier for me to do some things than it would be for a right-handed drummer to do, and it adds a different sound. The only drummer I know, professional drummer, who does it, I'm sure there's others, but is um, Josh Eppert from Coheed and Cambria. Okay. He, he plays left-handed open on a right-handed kit, and it leads to different patterns than other drummers would play just because of where his arms are, and I like that. So I played like that for several years, and now I don't really play anything. But So with, with guitar, which I own, don't really play, I tried it both ways, left and right-handed, you know, standard right-handed, or then I flipped it over and strung it backwards. Neither way could I really get my dexterity up, and it was just one of the things I didn't have the time or the energy to learn it, but I, I would love to be able to play it. When I listen to music, if there's a drum solo and a guitar solo, I'm honing in on the guitar solo, Okay. even though I'm a drummer. I love guitar solos, uh, all different types. So for me, that's what it's all about. Drum solos are awesome. I'd just rather hear a guitar solo. Okay, all right, that's fair. And so, but that's... See, I know a lot of drummers that are all like, I don't want to say elitist, but, you know, someone will be talking about how great a song is, and they'll be like, oh, the drum work was terrible. Oh, okay, well, it really wasn't about the drums in the song, but okay, fair enough. Like, well, I mean, I can I can do that, too. I mean, not to the same extent. Like, for instance, going back to Coheed, we mentioned one of my favorite bands, Josh Eppert, left the band for two albums. There was just some various problems <laughs> that happened. But anyway, he left the band, Chris Penny came in mm-hmm. uh, to, to fill in. And so he filled on two albums. The first album he didn't actually play on. He wrote the drum parts, but contractually he was not allowed to play on it because he had a contract with another record label. Interesting. Okay. So he wrote the parts, another drummer filled and played it, but he would play live. Mm-hmm. So the second album that he was involved with, he played on. Chris Penny is an amazing drummer. Do not get me wrong. He is arguably a, a far better... Well, not arguably, he's a far better drummer than I am. He's arguably a better drummer than Josh Shepard. Okay. But... Just pure skill is not all that it takes, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And while his stuff was really complex and really interesting and, and quite frankly, fantastic drum playing, it didn't fit in Coheed at all. And that's not to say that they're not an intricate, tight, complex band. They are. But the patterns he played might work fantastically in another song for another band. They didn't work with Coheed at all. The stuff he wrote but didn't play worked quite well. The stuff he played, it was like, didn't. what? is this beat doing in this song? It doesn't work at all. Not always, yeah. but in a lot of cases. And so when Josh Shepard came back recently, it was a nice return to form. <laughs> I'm very thrilled with that. You know, he might not be as technically proficient as a drummer. He's still very solid, and I love his work. But the stuff he was playing fit the song. And that's more where I'll pick it out. If it's a... I don't want to say a terrible drummer. Like, for instance, I'm not a huge Nirvana fan. I don't dislike Nirvana, but I just... They don't really musically interest me too much. But, but I, I my, have, my my manager just bought the super re-release of of in utero in utero yeah again nothing against them it's just not yeah, a bad yeah. thing but I have been known to make the joke that the drum beat for every single one of their singles that I know of yeah. anyway 
is exactly the same. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. the most simple drum, you know, it's just, you know, one, two, three, four, and, and nothing going on in there. Yeah. And I'm sure there, there are other songs. And, that, and that's actually, yeah, that my, my manager, is, it, he just calls that paying the bills. And he just, you know, will do the, the little hand motion, be like, paying the bills, paying the bills. And I, is it Dave, um, what's the drummer's name? Grohl. Dave Grohl. He's an excellent drummer. But for whatever reason, in Nirvana, it was just all the stuff I hey, heard. Hey, can we just also know, comment that I knew I knew a name? I knew. It's just very boring. Everything I've heard from there. Yeah, well, and I mean, he's a much better uh, lead and guitarist. You know, yeah, at, are, yeah, yeah sure. fighters and all that stuff. Yeah. But I've also seen him do like drum solos, where, which yeah. are very technically proficient. It was just like, eh, you know, I find it boring. So that's yeah. really the only thing where I would point out. But I wouldn't even point it out generally unless I was asked. What do you think of the drums? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know. You know, we talked about what kind of music you're into. We kind of skipped over what I'm into. I mean, I said generally. Yeah, you said very... You, well, you said like everything, so I, mean, I, I, I could I be like, here. I'm a big ska fan. I do like ska, yes. And that is not something that takes... Uh, I wouldn't say it doesn't take a lot of drumming talent, but it's just drum beats for that are usually very simple. Uh, in fact, the music is generally very simple. Maybe the most complex parts are the... The horn parts, depending if, if yeah. the ska even has horns. Which, yeah, I, well, and that was actually a conversation you and I had in the past where I love ska for the horns and, you know, often, I guess, like the upright bass that will be in it sometimes. and Sometimes, sure. Yeah, and so that's what the, the part of ska, that's what is ska in my mind, and then we had a whole conversation before that's not quite what ska means. No, I mean, the ska that most people are familiar with, they don't even know is ska, and that's reggae. Reggae is first wave ska. And no, not I'm sure there's some reggae song out there with horns in it, but for the most part, reggae was not about the horns. But it's that you know, short staccato notes played on the upstroke, and for musicians, know what I mean. Yeah, but, I was about to say, I just blah 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 blah. It's, yeah. just a, it's a certain style, and so there's lots of ska that doesn't have horns. Uh, modern Aquabat stuff, for instance, and really they they've kind of gone away from ska, but they still do hit those those yeah. those moments uh, at times. And I love the Aquabats. But there's a lot of ska stuff out there. I, I, there's a few bands I like. It's not like I listen to anything ska. Yeah, yeah. I've gone to a ska concert before, and that was a lot of fun. You know, dance circles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big metal guy. Oh, yeah, I know you are. That's actually our big difference, because I, I know how much you, you love screamo. Like no, 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 I no, no, like, no, hold on. Take that. I do not like screamo. Screamo is a, a genre that I don't like. That's, and it's not okay. metal. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I should say I like metal as long as it's purely symphonic. Like, with a little bit of exception in Coheed, like... Also not metal, but... Keep going. Okay, but that's what most people would associate it as. Like, oh yes, if you asked the if you most played, okay, well, okay, well, I can't really argue that sentence. But if you played Coheed, most people were like, oh, that's metal. You know, so the only metal I really care for would be instrumental, like um, instrumental, no, instrumental. Like, I actually had for the, for the longest time a playlist on iTunes that was instrumental, or it was called instrumental. instrumental. Yeah. yeah. Well, but like Macedon always release. Well, not. Oh, I don't know if it's always. They but, haven't always, but they've several of their albums they've released with a full vocalized version and an instrumental version. Yes, I love the instrumental version of that. But yeah, add in the singing, I really don't care. But yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you love metal, and they they're not really a screamy band. They, no, they're not. They're just kind of gruff, kind of um, Black Sabbath sounding in terms yeah. of vocals. And then they have two lead vocalists, which is a lot of fun. I, I like that. I like death metal, I like black metal, I'm a big fan of various types of progressive metal, be it Opeth or Dream Theater. Okay, yeah, or, Dream Theater, I can do uh, some. A lot of things, and Dream Theater is a purely singing band. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure James Labrie has yelled a few times on a song here or there, but that's not what they're yeah. normally doing. He's more of an operatic singer. In fact, nothing against James Labrie, he's an excellent singer. My least favorite part of Dream Theater, I prefer their instrumental stuff. Okay, yeah. his mm-hmm. style of singing, I do get a little picky about my vocalists, just not something I'm t- super into. I'm extremely picky about female vocalists. I, I am the too. rule is I don't like them, but there are some <laughs> I really do like. There are some like there are some female vocalists I love, but it's just it's got to be the right uh, sound. Uh, what's your name? Uh, what's the big one? What's the big band? Flyleaf. No, no, in in the metal world. Um, oh, Nightwish. Nightwish. Yeah. What, which vocalist did you like there? Because they've had several. <sighs> they've had two. Well, they're on the third major one. I don't think they've released an album with her yet. But who was the professional opera singer? Which one was? Uh, her name was Tarja something. something Tarja something at Icelandic. Well, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Um, that she's, I'm amazed I could remember Tarja. She's the one that I preferred. Okay. Just because I, I actually... And I like, like both Nightwish's singers. I mean, I like both of them, but that's the that's the one I prefer. I just have a liking towards classically opera-trained voices, so that's kind of my... yeah. I'm not huge on power metal. There's some I like. Power metal being... I think like Dragon Force. Okay. That 80s uh, Power Glove. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that Power Glove. Uh, kind of that very 80s sounding would fit very well in an anime. 
type. See, I no. like that to drive to really fast. <laughs> See, that's dangerous. Which is why yeah, well, that's dangerous. also why I don't listen to Muse while I drive because it's the same thing. So <laughs> it just gets it gets very self samey. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dragon yeah. Force is as technical as they can be in their stuff. It. I just hear the same thing after two. And we'll we'll get back to self samey. Remind me on that. But so I, I love a lot of different types of metal. Not everything. I'm not into screamo or hardcore or metalcore too. Yeah, much. I was about to say what about yeah? Exceptions. What about like uh, yeah, metalcore, rapcore? Very little. I mean, there's some exceptions. Occasionally, there's a song I like here or there, but it's mostly that's not really my thing. I guess the most metalcore thing I like is probably Maylene's Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. which has gone through a variety of sounds, but. And that's weird, because I'm not a huge country guy, and they have a lot of southern rock. I was about to say, yeah, I kind of like them. I don't love country, but I kind of like the, what the mix that they bring. And, and their vocals are my least favorite type of screamy vocals, but it works for them. Yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I like it quite a bit. Country is one of those things where, generally, I would say I don't like it. I like the music. It's the vocals. I can't stand male female. It doesn't matter. That kind of twangy vocal. There are a few exceptions I like here or there. I like the music quite a bit, though. Now, now I should ask... I'm talking like modern pop country, okay. those type of vocals. So no, we're not talking, vocals. yeah, we're not we're not talking Charlie Daniels kind of... Devil Went Down to Georgia, oh, I love that. Song. Oh, see, I mean, that's the kind of country that I like. The older school that's more the, almost akin to folk, but the bluegrass kind of, you know, all that stuff. That's what I like as country. This new Taylor Swift, Ted Nugent, or whatever his name is. Ted Nugent is not new. Well, okay, but as opposed to, say, Charlie Daniels, he is. Willie he's, Nelson, he is. He's not too far removed from them. Really? I don't think so, no. Okay. He's got to be close to 60. Okay. Or any of those people that I, I, when I went to that country concert that one time, that was a horrible mistake. Oh, no, that was the worst <laughs> you day. You went to a country festival concert. Oh, that was the worst day of my life. Oh, there were so many drunken idiots. Uh, but that's anyway. country music. Yeah, well, that's yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, so Rascal I'm, Flats, that's the big one, right? I was trying to think. Maybe. I don't okay. know. That's yeah, a name I've sure. heard. It's <laughs> not, my, not my thing. Yeah. Pop, I kind of run 50-50 on it. Really, it totally depends. Okay. I like a song here. I don't like a song there. Like I said, there's two new Miley Cyrus songs. I like them quite a bit. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, rap, I'm also kind of 50-50 on. Rap and hip-hop, both. Some See, I like, some I don't. I really like really artistic rap. Stuff that is more just straight-up poetry as rap. Um, like, what was the band... Um, Shoot, what was the name? They did the handlebar song, um, Flowbots. Um, okay. The, yeah, uh, I can ride a bike with no handlebars. I said handlebars. I may have heard it. But that was that was their famous song, but it really wasn't their best. But when you got into the rest of the stuff, it was it was very message heavy, poetic kind of rap, and that's the rap that I'm interested in. Okay. So I'm also generally not interested in it at all, with some exceptions, electronic music, and that's where we get into the self samey thing, which I want to get back to, which is. I love progressive music, progressive mm-hmm. rock, progressive jazz, progressive metal, you know, progressive jazz. anything. You know, it's just I'm super mm-hmm. into it. Like, even you've seen um, this is Spinal Tap. I love, oh yeah, the part where they do the. I hate that I quote that these days and no one gets it. I'm like, oh, that's okay. very sad. I'll um, mention something about going to eleven, and they're like, a clock. I'm like, no. <laughs> Um, there's that, that scene where they do the jazz fusion thing, <laughs> and it's supposed to be this joke of, of isn't it so terrible and it's not the best jazz fusion or whatever but I <laughs> not I, the best like, but I wouldn't hate going to that concert either I, okay. would, I yeah. like that kind of stuff is what I'm saying I don't mind verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it doesn't bother me but I like it when there maybe is chorus A and chorus B okay. so you switch back and forth or a harmonized version of the chorus or something for me it gets very annoying when a song is just four minutes of two things okay i like it when there's solos and musical digressions and preludes and epilogues to things and just where the music changes over time and it's interesting and electronic music in general i'm I'm generalizing to to a, a high extent at the moment it's, it's that. It's, here's the beat you're going to hear for the next eight minutes. For some reason, <laughs> the song is going to be eight to twelve minutes long. I don't know why. And it's just going to be one beat. Now, granted, I do know why. So you can dance to it while you're yeah. in ecstasy. I get it. Um, but I unfortunately get to do neither of those things when I listen to most of it. Not but. really my thing, uh, the dancing or the ecstasy. I, I assume. I don't yeah. know. But the point is, I, I want to hear something that musically interests me as a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and electronic music generally doesn't do that. It's, here's the beat you're going to hear for the next eight minutes. The exception would be some dubstep, which yeah. you and Dave I was about to into. get into that, yeah. And that's something where it's, it's different every 30 seconds. Yeah. Yes, it might return to the same musical refrains, but, and again, I, I understand dubstep's not for everybody, and even the stuff you guys are listening to and I listen to sometimes isn't technically real dubstep. It's the American Skrillex version. Well, I'm, I'm even gotten out of Skrillex. Like, if, if I can... But like, even Zomboy and other things, not technically... Well, see, Zomboy... What's weird, if I can do it like a little rant here, so when dubstep hit, it was pretty much... It was pretty much Skrillex. Right? He was the in face. the US, in yeah, the US. And he was the face of it. Uh, and kind of from there, it's split into so many kind of subsections now. And Zomboy kind of was the uh, I don't I'm trying to, I don't say poster child, but start of I forget what's called, but, but complex dubstep where it's yeah. a lot of different time signatures synced up together, you know. And so that's the kind of dubstep that I've been to where it's a lot more complex musically. Also, I like a very brutal drop, but that's beside the point. Like, <laughs> um, you know, I completely agree with you for the majority of electronic music. And that was actually kind of the way I was for a long time with stuff like VNV Nation, even even the newer stuff like uh, Dead Mouse. Uh, I, I can appreciate those things, but you're right. It, Dead Mouse is just like, unst, 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 eight, minute, eight minutes later, unst, unst. I'm like... Okay, like, if I was doing something in the background, I might not mind this, but I can't listen to this while I drive. Yeah, and even the same thing for, like, a Daft Punk is for me, generally, yeah, mm-hmm. and I've said generally, like, 150 times this episode, but I, I just get bored by it. Yeah. I like the Tron soundtrack. That is the greatest soundtrack. I ever. really do like that, because it, it changes constantly. Yeah. I like the Get Lucky song quite a bit. <laughs> See, it, I, I had a real roller coaster with that song. At first, I'm like, eh, not bad. And I was like, nope, wait, I absolutely hate this song. And then after about 50 times of listening to it, I'm like, I don't hate this anymore. No, I, 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 like, I it. like it. It's earwarming. It's catchy. Yeah. Um, the music video is so weird, though. You but. know what the biggest exception to I don't like the self-saving electronic music what? example is for me? You're going to laugh. A, because it's kind of a long song. At least one version of it is. But Rebecca, my sister, and mm-hmm. I love Cascadas every time we touch. <laughs> when that song comes on, we crank it, and we just have the greatest time. It is, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of, I don't, I don't even think it's, it's not even ironic. It's just a catchy song yeah, that yeah. we are endlessly amused by. And it does get a little bit creative with, even when it's repeating things, doing them a little bit differently. But that song just gets, will get stuck in my head for weeks. Now it's going to get stuck in my head. I'm going to be so pissed at you. You, hear what, you know yeah. what I mean, though? So that's like the exception to that. Um, but you mentioned time signatures. I love stuff on crazy time signatures. That goes back to the prog and stuff. But it's just different. It's yeah. interesting. Even, even, and granted, even if it's a waltz signature of, you know, 3-4 or something like that, or 6-8, yeah. something like that, when I hear it, I'm instantly more likely to listen to more of that song just because it's not 4-4. Four, four. Nothing wrong with 4-4. Four, four. I love lots of 4-4 four, four songs, but just the moment something steps out of that tiny bubble, tiny bubble, no, that's not a song I listen to. Oh my word, I hate that song. <laughs> the moment it steps outside of that bubble, it's instantly more interesting yeah. to me. At least on on the surface of oh something's going on here maybe I like the song maybe I don't but it's gonna catch my attention yeah one one last thing because this episode's been going really yeah. long uh, one more type of music uh, I guess we could say as goofy music and I, and I say this as last night uh, I like was, com- comedic music like comedic music so like last night I uh, was helping my friend close up the game store that I go to and there was no one else the, the whole mall was empty and so they introduced me to what the fox say oh from Elvis yeah yeah I, I played that for you before no you didn't you played the dubstep one no I played the metal cover I love the metal cover Okay, I don't, I don't remember that, but I was playing a game against my friend Hal, and the entire time he go, he kept doing the "What the fuck say," and just doing like I'm like, "What is this?" And so at the end of the night, they played it. It's, it's called the, "The Fox" by Yildiz. Y L D I S. And I guess yeah, I, I, I think at this point, just about everybody's heard that song. Um, Apparently, yes, I had not until yesterday. So that was. Uh, that was very interesting. But I think, you know... Have you seen the video or did you just hear that? Oh, it was the video. Okay. It was the full, weird, creepy, furry video. Because <laughs> uh, you kind of need that full... It's kind of like Gangnam Style. Like, the song is yeah. fine and catchy, whatever. You've got to see the video. Exactly, to get yeah. the, Why people are interested about this song. Uh, but yeah, so it kind of... I don't want to say gimmicky songs but or gimmicky bands, but 
obviously. Oh, I played. You meant I played the dubstep song from that. Yes, not yes. the dubstep version of. Oh, the Fox. yes, exactly. I was very confused. I just finally caught on to that. Yes, yes. they have a song with dubstep in it. That is amusing. Yes, uh, so called someone like me, I think it's called. But anyway, bands that are like that. So I think the I don't want to say the original, but I guess you might argue it is. But Weird Al, um, I love Weird Al. I love music, music in general. Be it Lonely Weird Island. Al. I like some of their stuff. Some of it's really good, and some of it I just could It's very totally hit and miss, yeah. The side the- That's the way I fear, feel about Weird Al. We had a conversation about his most recent album, and I think you and I liked the complete opposite of the songs uh, that the other liked. and just That's true, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I feel he's very hit and miss for me as well. Well, I mean, I think we talked before, I love his movies and... and uh, well, movie. Movie... Really? I thought there was more than one. He's been in other things. Yeah. There's only really one Weird Al movie, UHF. Yeah, that's true. Which is also very hit or miss, but the parts that hit, I love. Exactly. Yeah. Raul's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> Turtles, Nature Sucks Your Stuff. Conan the Librarian or whatever. <laughs> uh, but Garfunkel and Oates you mentioned before. I yeah. mentioned the Aquabats before. There's even some things that are like unintentionally funny. Like uh, the band... Um, Tear or tire, it's T Y R, but there's an accent mark over the Y. It's the Norse god of war, I think. Anyway, they're a metal band from the Faroe Islands. Um, they have so many metal bands over there. My word! Like, oh yeah. Well, I didn't even know where the Faroe Islands were until I looked them up because of this band. It's kind of like in between Iceland and England, I think. Yeah, tiny little island, but. <laughs> they're so over the top in their metalness sometimes that I find it really funny. Not like to a guar level where it's like purposely funny, but some of it's just, it really cracks me would, up. Would you say almost like on a, shoot, what was the TV show? Metalocalypse? Yeah. No, no. This okay. is, this is not quite that. This is, I mean, that's still, that was intentionally a joke. This is just yeah. some of their songs. Where okay. It's so, so over the top in its Vikingness that I'm like, okay, it this is, is hilarious. Okay. You know, songs about pillaging and, and, and taking back the land from the Christian invaders or whatever. Oh, okay. Very funny stuff. Gotcha. Very funny. Um, you know, there's a lot, I, I do like a lot of humorous stuff in my music. Okay. Yeah. I would say that stuff tends to get old faster. I would agree. Because, and it really depends. If it's musically good, awesome. Yeah. But if it's just musically fine, once you get the joke, you got the joke. Like, I, I and it's as much as I love the comedian himself, I think of Bo Burnham. Where, oh, Bo Burnham, great. Yeah, yeah like, I, I mean, I love his comedy, his musical stuff, I mean, is creative, but, you know, I, I hate catchy choruses, I'm a hypocrite, could probably be a one-minute song as opposed to, like, three or four, so... But, I mean, he is a good musician, like, he plays the piano very well, and I find his lyrics to be complex enough that, coupled with the moderate amount of complexity of the music, makes it interesting enough yeah. to listen to it many times. If you haven't seen Bo Burnham's special Words, Words, Words... Do yourself a favor and check it out. Yeah. Um, very interesting stuff. I like it. You you said one last thing, but I've got two more things. Okay. Despite the fact that I desperately need to use the bathroom, <laughs> I, I will I will force myself to wait to talk about two more topics in music. We both love musicals. Uh, yes. Deal with yes. it, folks. Uh, I love musicals. We're out Not, having this conversation. I wouldn't say like if it's a musical, I love it, but I love a lot of musicals. Yes. Because one of us saw Wicked on Broadway opening year. That would be that, you. That would be me. <laughs> I instead saw Spider Man turn off the dark. <laughs> it's the only Broadway show I'd seen. Um, but Dr. Harwell sing along blog. Um, I'm sound yeah, yeah. music and Fiddler on the Roof are the one the two I grew up on. It's hard to be Jewish. Hard to be Jewish. Hard to be <laughs> Jewish in Russia. Yeah. Yo, wasn't that the Dreidels. No, well, the, I'm trying to think of the next part of the line. Well, because he, community, yeah, community, the all black rendition of Fiddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been in several musicals, I should say. Okay. Uh, in high school, uh, I did. Did you also lip sync there? Yeah, more, more or less, yes. <laughs> um, actually, I was only technically in one. I actually almost wore the shirt tonight, uh, Annie Get Your Gun. The others, I uh, did stage directing actually oh, okay. I ran stage crew uh, junior year and so that was kind of my experience with it that and breaking uh, this is completely unrelated but it's one of the most fun things to do in uh, show business is trying to break people on stage and so uh, like make them crack up exactly and so you know one night my friend decided he was going his character the, the priest just walked out and was like hello my name's Ron T. Burgundy and like all of us were like oh crap he didn't just do that did he and we just had to roll with it. So for the entire rest of the show, we had to call him Ron Burgundy. So no one in the audience got it. It was kind of sad. But uh, <laughs> so yes, you were going to mention about musicals. Continue. So uh, we both like. Yeah. We just both like musicals. So that's something we should mention. And the other thing was something that I usually forget to bring into musical conversations, but it's something I feel strongly about. 
I love covers. Mm, People yep. complain about covers, much in the same way that they'll complain about the remake of a movie or a TV show or something, and that, you know, uh, whatever, just do something original. Don't get me wrong, I love the music. I love original music. Yeah. I also really love covers. I, and I like specifically covers... I mean, I like a cover that's just somebody playing somebody else's song faithfully. Fine. But I love a cover that does something new with the song, makes it sound different. I think the prime example that we could go to that most people would know would be All Along the Watchtower. Yep. If you think of that song, you probably think of Jimi Hendrix's version. Probably. I would say just in general. But that's a cover. Uh, yep. And while the original version is fine... I I like I like Dylan's version a lot, but it, it carries a different tone and a different weight to it than it's Hendrix's version. Definitely, they're very different songs, yeah. and I love Hendrix's cover. I also love other covers. Also the love the uh, the Battlestar Galactica version. Yeah, that was very cool. That was very, a very good one. Uh, and for me, if you can do something different with a cover and really bring it out and do something different, and this also goes to remixes as well. I don't really like a remix that's just, let's add a dance beat. But there are some bands and some versions of songs... <laughs> I was about to mention Skrillex as all his remixes, but I'm like, oh, nope, that would probably be that thing that you just said. Where they take a remix, and sometimes it's even the same band remixing their song, and now the choruses are different, where the verses are literally different verses, and it's a different musical style, but it's the same chorus, and some there's other connecting tissue in there. I love that, where you yeah. take something and make something new with it. See, I, I agree. Well, you mentioned the, the television thing. And I think this plays in in music where you said, "Oh, someone's playing the song and they're playing it faithfully." Okay, fine. See, that bothers me. Like you didn't do anything. You basically took tracing paper to the thing, you know, to the image. Like you didn't really do anything to change it, make it your own. And you mentioned people get upset and and butt hurt when they do that with um, with television shows and movies and movies. And I agree with that. Or is that disagreement? Well, my, my <laughs> I think point... Dumb, I think it's a dumb thing to have any strong emotion about. Either well, watch it or don't. But My thing is, I, I think about... I'm trying to think of an example. I, I guess this came up at work the other day. Flash Gordon. You know, how cheesy and old school it was. And they tried to reboot it not too long ago. Um, like sci-fi or something, right? Or... I can't remember. It, it was a horrible flop. And however you feel about it, it tried to take it in the current direction of television shows while not being the campiness of the original. And I respected that they tried to do something different with it, but and it just failed, but at the same time, you know, it didn't keep the spirit of the original. And so I think there's a you had to find a happy balance in there of making something your own and making something new with it. So I think Hendrix definitely did that with All Along the Watchtower. Like, I think he, he definitely added a different dimension to it, but still kept a lot of the original heart to it. While I think of... It's it happens a lot in uh, the dubstep world where, okay, so I like Skrillex's song, so I'm going to remake that, and then oh well, Zomboy really likes my remix of Skrillex's song, so he's going to redo that, and it's just like this whole circle of we're just going to remake each other's song, so it's not the same song, um, and not that those artists particularly do that, but it, I'm just those are well named names I'm just mentioning, yeah. and so. I think there needs to be a balance in that. I think TV shows and movies, I wish they would more often take it in a different direction than just trying to remake the original kind of thing, if that makes sense. Another musical cover, a recent one that I would point to is really changing, I would even say changing the heart of the song, but in a cool, interesting way. Uh, you know the song by Danzig Mother? Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Nope, don't know. If you heard it, you would definitely recognize it. Anne Berlin, a band we both know, yep. covered it. And they did, instead of this angry, hard rock alternative, whatever, version of it, they did a acoustic, not laid back, but a melancholy, sad acoustic version, hmm. which is amazing. And I love I love both versions. Yeah. Very different. Instead of angry, it's sad. So it changes the heart of it and changes the sound of it. Well, that actually reminds me of my favorite cover of all time. Which is... Cash's, what is it, Mountain of Dirt or Hurt or whatever? Oh, oh, who covered it? Uh, well, I mean, it's a Nine Inch Nails song. Oh, I'm sorry, he covered the Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah. I know what you mean, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but it's like Hurt or, you know, Mountain of Dirt or something like that. And it is beautiful. If you guys haven't heard it, look it up. Listen to the original song first by Nine Inch Nails. I'm not a fan of it. Like, going back, I'm like, why would anyone play the original when you I'm play the Cash version? 
kind of yeah. It, it, it just kind of sounds. I don't want to say annoying, but it's it's definitely not my thing. And then you listen to Cash's version, and if you know anything about his life story, like it's like the summation of his you know drug abuse and all that jazz and pushing everyone away. And it's just you can hear that in his voice. And so it's one of those things where I really love how personal he made it, and that heart really shines through in it. So yeah, I think that's a nice note to end on. Yeah. All right, so this has been Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at legionofdudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at jordanfrmjersey. That's the thing. The noise ceiling is lower in this room. Like, constantly lower. Mm-hmm. But it does have spikes. That's the only drawback. But in there, it's a constant... Like a hum... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm playing now. That's rare. Not here. Really? Because I've never noticed one. I mean, I get them at my house all the time, but... <laughs> Air Force Base is like five miles away. When they practice for the air shows, for the um, like the Blue Angels and stuff, they practice directly over our house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and you'll get, like, it's not, like, constant, and it depends on, like, how busy the Air Force Base and forces are and stuff, but you'll get the cargo helicopters, the dual rotor cargo helicopters. Yeah. You'll get, like, formations of, like, two to four of them, and that's, like, 45 seconds of, what did you say? <laughs> We get that every once in a while, especially, um, they also do training drills, like, uh, helicopter rescue training drills over in the field mm-hmm. next to us, so we'll get, like, one or two choppers. With the field directly behind your house, or? The or one the in front of, in front of my house. Oh, okay. That's, they do a lot of rescue stuff over there. Is that private property, or? Cause that, oh, okay, but it is, yeah. okay. They're a private property. Next exactly, to exactly. So they'll do, like, rescue training drills out of there, so yeah, no, it's the same thing. So. Yeah, helicopters are left. That's your moral today, folks. And we've been recording this whole thing. That that part, the helicopter part might go in the bloopers, who knows.